hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back. What's this episode 11? 11. Yeah, episode 11. I think someone should introduce themselves first. I, I think so. I yeah. think, who, who have we been missing? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yours truly. Yours truly's back. I was sick. Um, my voice is still a little. My voice is a little bit. Might hear it a little bit different than usual. Trying to sound like Isaac Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a croak. But yeah, I was sick. I had a common cold, but it was just really bad, and I had it twice. No, but, you know, I'm back. I'm back like I never left. We don't get sick of Jamaica, mm-hmm. bro. Just <laughs> say no excuses. This ain't Jamaica, bro. Strength, no <laughs> weakness. <laughs> sick for two weeks. So yeah, I'm back. I'm welcome back. back. Welcome back. Cheers. Glad to have you back. Cheers. Definitely. Cheers. Um, but so today, before we go any further, we are. We're not at full strength, are we? We're missing someone. Oh, oh, it's Alicia. So, Alicia's missing. (laughs) Yes. She travelled, wasn't it? Yeah, ATL. ATL, yes. Yeah, she's probably in some strip club now. (laughs) Wow, okay. Anyway. um, Enjoying her holiday. Yeah, we'll see her next week. What what was that? Professional. I know, right? right? Out the window. That's 10 push-ups. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, Kanisha's missing today, but she'll be back next week. Um, yeah. Today, what we're gonna, what are we gonna be talking about? So today, we're gonna be discussing the budget, the autumn budget. Yeah. Um, tradition. I didn't think this would be something people would per se be interested in, but when it did come out, it was a, a very popular hashtag. Yeah. Uh, on many of the accounts that I follow. Yeah. Uh, I think things around which we'll discuss later around stamp duty caught everybody's attention. Housing or being able to get on the property ladder is very yeah. topical to everybody. Absolutely. Um, and I, outside of it being popular, I think it's something that needs to be discussed anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's something that really does impact our personal, everybody's personal finances and yeah. it's the decisions the government are going to take that are going to affect them. So yeah, you know, it's good that people understand how it will impact them. Yeah. 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 So, and for those that don't, and have been asking us to do this, hopefully, after listening today. And we have had a few people. Yeah, we've had quite a few yeah. people have been saying, so, okay, budget's out now. When are you going to... What does it mean? Yeah, when are you going to cover it? So, here so, it is. W- w- which is basically the reason why we decided to do it, right? Yeah. Because it's current events. A lot of people had been asking us anyway, you know, are you going to cover this? Are you going to do it? I think yeah. each and every one of us got at least one message or something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, few, are you going to yeah. cover it? So, we decided to kind of cover it today. So yeah, it'll be the budget today, and then we'll have some Q and A sessions after yeah. as well. Yes, yep. some more and, and also we won't cover everything, every single thing that was Agreed. in the budget. Only what we found were the most important yeah. thing it is in, a, impacting people's personal finances, right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. It's an eighty-six page, I think, exactly. it's an eighty-six page document. Yeah. So it's yeah. big, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. uh, and so. not everything's directly linked to your personal finances. Yeah, uh, some of it's more linked to the broader finances of the country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to uh, really zone in on things that are going to impact you day to day. Yeah, but we'll put some good summary resources in the show notes as well. So you can yeah. get an overview. Yeah. So yeah, if you do yeah, want to look everything. at the wider budget, we'll, we'll put a link in the yeah. show notes. So and, and as usual, everything, yeah. any reference, whatever we refer to will be in the show Agreed. notes. Yeah, so sure. be sure yeah. to check, check out those. Yeah, but, so um, should we should we go in? I think we should go, go we in. Should. Okay. But actually, guys, we need to do a better job of this. But Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Okay. So, um, it's Sam here. You all know my voice because I haven't actually missed a week. <clears throat> Just saying. Um, Do you want a trophy? <laughs> should, should, get a, should get a trophy. No, I'm joking. But um, as always, we say, please, please remember, we are not financial experts. Everything we're delivering to you is food for thought, opinions based on our own experiences. Just what we think, but please do not hold us accountable. We urge everybody to do your own research before moving forward, before taking any investment risks, before moving forward in anything financial. Please do your own research. This is literally based on our opinions, our experiences. So do not sue us, kill us if anything goes wrong, please. So I think you're doing it every week from now on. That was pretty. That good. was that was exceptional. I'm just saying. I mean, I oh, don't know. Oh. I just I the new lease of life this week. No, that was right? almost as good as my one. No, 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 no. It was no better. <laughs> We'll, we'll let the listeners decide. Obviously, well, we both have been listening to mine. But anyway, let's go in with the topic. <laughs> yeah. So, the budget, please talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Philip Hammond showed up with his red, um, I just want to say suitcase. Briefcase. Briefcase. That's I still it. need to understand why he carries the whole drama of yeah, theatrics know, around right? showing the red briefcase yeah, yeah. going into number 10. I just think it's a bit yeah, unnecessary, so but that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So, keep your tradition. But it's I'm, not, not it's not if, I'm a futurist. It's not, not every day squeeze your documents into handbag, is it? <laughs> Why has he got documents? It should be in the cloud. <laughs> Maybe you never know. Crowd can cl- crowd can crash. Crowd? Yo, uh, do you know parenting <laughs> now? Crowd. You know what? Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Francis. Continue. Um, I get excited. Cool. Yeah. So then, yeah. <laughs> one of the of the uh, headliners were um, uh, the abolishing of stamp duty land tax yep. and homes under three hundred thousand. 
for first-time buyers from the 22nd of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, before we actually go into it, I just wanted to also um, clarify that for people that didn't know, all the new policies, all the new rules, everything that was discussed in the budget becomes effective from next year, April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not actually all yeah. effective Which is the beginning now. of the new tax year, that's why. Yeah. yeah. So just, just as an FYI. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jerome, I think you looked into that quite a bit, right? Yeah, so on that one, so it's uh, first £300,000 on homes that cost £500,000 or less. Uh, so effectively, if you get a house for 500000 you won't pay stamp duty on the first 300000 So effectively, if you went and bought a house for 300000 you pay no stamp duty at all. Um, it is just for first-time buyers. Uh, some of the response people have you know, given me back is that, you know, how many homes are in London can you get for less than 300000 and you're, they're right. That's a question. You know, yeah. That is a good question. I'm sure you can still get homes for less than half a million. So it's better than nothing. And I think uh, from cruising through the various news sources, that's the message I've got back. It's going to help some people, but it's not a, an amazing major thing. I think they said it might, you know, create like 3,000 more new property purchases or something like that. So it's not going to help everybody. Mm. I think people that were kind of on the bubble and nearly buying a house, it makes it a bit easier for them. It maybe brings it forward by a year or two yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But if you're at the beginning of your property per- uh, journey, it's, you know, it's not really going to do that much for you. So it's... Could, could you hold um, your phone properly? Yeah. Please, bro. Please. Um, but yeah, that's essentially all it is. It's as simple as that. You won't pay stamp duty. I can't remember what the percentage is on stamp duty at the moment. Actually, I haven't looked into it. It will I'll be I'll in the show notes. notes. That'll be in the show notes. Yeah, but yeah, you I won't pay stamp duty, which is just another form of tax. Um, I told you they're very good at taxing this in this country, just in many different <laughs> ways. On the first three hundred thousand pounds, as long as your home isn't over half a million. Yeah. Mm. So it's like a it's an added bonus for people that are on the journey anyway. For those that are not really there. Yeah. If not you're st- yeah. really anything. If you're starting your journey, I, I don't really think it has a major impact, mm. really. But yeah, if you are getting near that point where you're getting near your deposit or whatever, or you're about to buy a house, you may have found out that it's now become a little bit cheaper. You may save yourself a few grand, which is obviously great. But yeah, it's just not going to help everybody. So yeah. I think it was a big uh, headline. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's yeah. just for that. I think anything um, around purchasing a home is mm. always going to be a big headline, regardless yeah, of the information. Because it's a passed. very emotive topic, yeah, right? Exactly. Because our generation can't do it as freely as yeah. the one with previous. Yeah. Yeah. So in summary, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, it's just it's not as big as I think some, as the headlines made people believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of links us to the next topic on it, which was that 300,000 new homes will be built by uh, 2020. At least that's, that's the aim. Um, which is a lot more. I mean, it's, it's building 300,000 new homes has not been achieved since uh, 1970. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a big task that the government has set. Massive. Is it going to happen? Um, I I personally don't think it will happen. I can see I, why you say that. I'm not sure the Conservative Party will be in charge for long enough. Do you not think Labour would want to continue that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, they're, they're looking to spend, I think, $44 billion. They're, to, they're looking to push $44 billion into sort of the housing market. Mm. That $44 billion, a lot of that will just be in form of profits to these developers, right? Mm, yeah. Because they have to get the developers yep, yep, to build yep. those flats. They'll take a large chunk. Yep, um, also, most of these flats that will be built, a lot of them won't actually be council flats. They yeah. will be That's private. the question. So a percentage will always go to social housing. And some councils have actually been given grants to actually start their own development. However, obviously, they need to make a profit as well. So a percentage will go to social housing. The question is how much. My The first thing that comes to my mind when I think that many homes, I think of the quality of the homes. Yeah, agreed. Because a lot of these new builds at the moment are literally flung together. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, um, that's definitely going to impact your personal finances. Definitely. Yeah, because if there are issues with... And uh, not, not not all property developers are going to flip them. Oh, no, no, up, definitely. You know, some only are going to... Yeah, only some. But the thing is, you have to think about the pressure that's being put on them also. Exactly. You to know? Give, yeah, to give a balance view. Yeah. yeah, for that many properties by a certain time, mm. this is a lot of work, this is a lot of turnover, doing things very, very quickly. How easy is it to put up a, of course, a uh, flat yeah, that I, quickly? I think, yeah. Even you know? taking, taking you know, any kind of negative view of them, just the amount of work they'd have to do. Exactly, well, what they're going to have easy. to commit to. Yeah. My thing is, where are they going to be? Yeah. yeah, that's another one. Where are they going to be? That's the London has the green belt, so... There are specific areas where you're not allowed to build houses, yep. even mm. if there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would be a good idea to build there. 
you're not allowed because the law says where is the green belt I've heard that mentioned a lot but it, I've it's not around it's is. around London it's like mm. a circle around London got you, got so you. it's more towards kind of the suburbs okay yeah <laughs> no surprise yeah yeah, yeah. um you know, so is it going to be... So for me, I think these 300,000, it could be possible, just not in London. I think it'll be in the Northern Powerhouse or yes. or what the other name of the other one. Yes. So like your Leeds, your Manchester, yeah. your Liverpool. You're right. Um, I actually didn't think about that. I think, that's, I think we are going to get 300,000 houses, just yeah. not in London. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get many in London. And, you yeah. know, would people buy in London? I don't know. We've discussed Can that previously. Can people buy in London? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think as we discussed on the way here I think all this stuff everything in the budget is really dependent on what happens in Brexit right yes everything is linked to Brexit everything um, is linked to because Brexit because y- yeah you want to build 300,000 homes in theory the more homes that are built the more obviously supply of homes there are so in theory you could argue homes will be a little bit cheaper mm. but that's just the theory right yeah exactly. Mm. Um, exactly it's not by default and like you just said if a lot of them are not in London then prices will probably won't mm. even budget. Yeah. 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 But with that being said, if we have a very bad Brexit, lots of people leave. Mm. Let's not forget, you know, it's those high earners that spend so much money at the top, yeah. which brings up prices in London. Really? Yeah. If all of these people decide to sell and leave, by default, there will be a slump in house prices. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. it, might, it might actually be the case that all these new homes will drive the price down if we have a very bad Brexit. Yeah. And uh, we actually had a comment on our, Insta page where someone said that our Brexit episode was very uh, negative and one-sided. I think when we did it, we realized that we were coming from probably one side. We all had a similar view on it. Um, and I think for me, what I like, kind of what I discussed in the car, yes, there could be potential upsides. You know, we could have, you know, the tech industry replace the financial services industry. Will it be like for like? Don't know. Um, will it be the same? Don't know. But, you know, on a very, very high level, that could happen. Uh, we could get trade deals with other countries as opposed to being with the nations. My major issue and the issue for many people that are looking into this is this stuff takes a long time to plan yeah. and we're nowhere near understanding how. Uh, the people that campaign for Brexit don't know how it's going to be delivered and that uncertainty is what is causing issues with business and that's what I think the major risk is. Yeah, that definitely. Even when we decide to do these things, we may have to rush them, which makes things get missed, uh, miscalculations, so on and so forth. So I think my major concern is the fact that we haven't started, we don't know how Brexit is going to be delivered. And even if we started planning for it now, we don't have enough time to come to a plan or agreement in the time for us disengaging with Europe. So we're going to need to have an extension. So that uncertainty is probably why I think all of us have a negative outlook. Yeah. If there was some concrete plan as to how they're going to deliver these things, I may be a bit softer and I think generally people would be. Um, but I think, and, yeah. And that's a fair assessment, right? Yeah, agreed. If, if there's no evidence now showing us that Ow. we might have a good outcome, then why would you think there is a good outcome? Yeah, exactly. exactly. But then again, that's just all opinions, right? It is. It, it, I yeah. just think we have the more logical opinion. I think so. <laughs> I think our opinions is based on the fact of what we've seen. Yeah. If somebody could give me the how, then I'm more likely to be a little bit more optimistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, um, this, this plan of building 300,000 new homes, remember, is based on putting 44 billion that's 44 billion being taken out of the government, government spending power to put into yeah, housing. Yeah. I'm not sure if a labor policy would accommodate that much. I don't know. But yeah, hey, do we need to look at the housing industry? Cause for me, I, I think, think it's one that's not really known by many people. I think, you know, property development and how that happens. Definitely. I think in other countries, it seems like it's a little bit more open. You know, I spoke to my friend who lives in Germany mm. and what he described to me just seemed like it was a lot easier. It's, it's a lot different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you right there. Go ahead. Yeah. So in, in Germany, right? In like, in this, in the city, in a like place like Hamburg, in a nice area, you could probably get a two bed for something equivalent of like 700 pounds, which is a nice place to live. Mm. This is rent in Hamburg or in Germany in general. Not many places, uh, not many people buy houses. Mm. It's a, it's not in the culture. So culturally speaking, people don't really think of houses as something you have to buy yeah. because it's so cheap and it's good. It's yeah. very good quality housing. Mm. So everyone rents. Mm. Um, I went to school in Germany. Growing up, none of my friends' parents owned houses. Oh, wow. yeah. None of them actually lived in houses. Everyone lived in flats. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. It's just mainly flats. Okay. Which so, is happening here now. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. concept in of, London, anyway. of houses and stuff in Germany or in Europe is very, very different to what it is in, 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 in the London. UK. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that's going to go, though. I think the concept of houses is going. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's being forced anyway. Everywhere. Even yeah. in Africa now. They're yeah. That's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. They're yeah. building yeah. apartments. Yeah. 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 Because it's it's a more efficient use of space. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And I think as is. the world's population keeps on growing, 
that's going to have to be more and more a thing. You know, having a house with loads of land may yeah. become a thing in the past, which is a bit sad for me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because having a garden and somewhere for your kids to play around, I yeah. think it's great. Being able to park your car yeah, I'm not at, a fan <laughs> where you want. <laughs> flats, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, I think we can, we can cover housing. If you want more information on that or you want us to do an episode, just let us know. Um, and we will definitely do good, more actually, on that. Yeah, more and more people are going to be moving into these flats. Yep, Some of yep. the financial ramifications would be good. I think it'd be good to talk about developers, about the local authorities, social housing, um, property management, what it actually involves, what your service charges. Yeah, I think we, so if you want to hear more information on that, let us know and yeah. we'll, we'll definitely so cover if, it. If you just moved into your shiny new new build <laughs> and you need some information as to what your outgoings are going to be, I'll let us. We can give you the info, but back to back on the track. budget. Yeah. So we've covered the 300,000 houses. Um, New home, should I say? And that's per year as well. That's mm. just not another 300,000. That's 300,000 per year uh, up until 2020, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot. That's a lot um, of property. So, so 18, 19. So that what, three years? Mm. Three years, three times three is what, nine? So that's what, 900,000 homes? Yeah. You know. And, and I think that's, Quick that's math. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like that Michael Dapper that he's got everywhere hey, that Michael listen. Dapper is my family man oh really yeah what's up Michael have you even listened to my podcast no you probably haven't I hope you listen to you this know time. everyone don't you there's a reason why we brought him listen, on the way pod. he's just sitting there with his leg up I know, I know, I know. let me take a picture yeah, yeah, no. this will be on social media later how he looked when he said that Michael Dapper was his family <clears throat> claim to fame yeah. okay what about the living wage yeah continue mm. um I don't know much about that, so I'd have to defer to yourself on that, really. Yeah, so to, to my understanding, there's a minimum wage, yeah. which is legally what you're required to pay your employee. You have to pay them that minimum, which varies with age. The younger you are, the lower it is. But then there's also the living wage, which is more of a, I would call it the London equivalent of minimum wage. Mm. With the idea being, if you live in London, the minimum wage is too low for you. you need yeah. The living wage, yeah. Cost of living is London has expensive to live in. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so with the living wage, as I say, I kind of mentioned earlier. So uh, the minimum wage is set by law. Your company has to pay you that. Yeah. I think the living wage is more of an advisory thing. Yes, that yeah. says if people live in London, this is what you should. Be. It's more of a guideline. Yeah, yeah. And probably good PR for your company to, have good, to say we pay the min- living wage. Yeah, you know, it, and good ethics as well. Ethics, so, yeah. So, yeah. I think so just to know the distinction, so don't run into your HR department. Like, <laughs> what is the living wage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to give it to you. Yeah. So be um, nice when you ask for it. I think a lot of places do, though. I find that when do I'm they? budgeting yeah. for um, service charges, we have to go in line with what the contracts are telling us. I think us. it's a good thing to do. Yeah, and a lot of us will say... And, and um, the, the, the change, <laughs> those, those age 25 and above, they will see an increase from 750 per hour to 783. Uh, okay. That's the living wage. So if you're a full-time worker working 40 hours a week, you have a pay rise of about £600 a year. Um, If you're on the wage like... 750 or something per hour i think 600 pounds a year it's, it's, a, it's a big jump yeah yeah you know? i mean yeah what do you guys think no it makes a difference it does it does make a it's, difference. i think it's just tough when you think you know it, yeah how much money some people are making it's, it's but these things are always going to be like yeah, that, right? so yeah. it's always relative yeah, yeah it's so relative like yeah. the range is so big so, yeah, so to I'm, some people, that's... I'm sure someone will spit in your face if you said you're going to give them £600. Yeah. 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 For, For the others, sake of changing my pay slip, just leave it the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> For others, it might be a big change. And that's, yeah, a big and that's more of a social issue. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. But how that day. affects our personal finances, yeah. I think just through um, employing contractors to do things, everybody the cost of things are going up if companies are paying yeah. in line with yeah. this yeah. living wage, yeah. then the cost of things are going to go up. Like I was saying before... I find you that con- words out, <laughs> we'll understand yeah. you. when budgeting, I'm finding that a lot of contractors are saying to me, "Well, this is the cost we have to pay out now, so the price is increased oh, by so when this." Oh, so you say contracting, you mean like building contractors? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you so, meant okay, just- yeah. Sorry, two different worlds: yeah. working contractors, building contractors. Yeah. yeah. And some of them argue that that having to pay this living wage increases their costs. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah. the companies have to pay this, which yeah. can make some companies go out of business. So, for s- I know some small business forums have complained against it or campaigned mm. against it at the very least. Because it's not sustainable for them. Some of them had to um, lay people off mm. or make people redundant yeah. to be able to afford to pay the remaining people the yep. living wage. Yep. Um, which would probably bring me on to my point around productivity. Um, yes. Um, yes. So this is kind of one of the main things for myself. So when I first uh, saw the, the summaries of the budget and listened to a few podcasts on it, so I follow a few political podcasts and they did a breakdown of it. The major thing for me, uh, what I took away from them, is that. UK productivity 
is low. I think it's the lowest in the G20. I will double check that and that will be in the show notes. And productivity is basically how much money or revenue or profit we're generating per person in this country. Yeah. And if you think of the UK as a business, as a collective of business, as one business, how much are we generating as a, com- as a, mm. as a company, as a country? And that's down. Uh, which obviously means a number of things, right? If we're not producing enough, we're not as uh, competitive with other countries, yada, yada, yada. We're not as efficient. Exactly, which is something the Germans are known for. <laughs> and that's what France is known for. <laughs> um, also, um, the OBR has downgraded our GDP forecast for the future. Sorry, G20 is? Group of 20. Exactly, that's so incorrect. It's, it's 20 of, countries. Yeah, 20 okay. countries. It's mainly like European, well-developed countries in the US okay exactly uh so the forecast for how we're the future forecast is isn't looking as good I don't think it's going down Mm. but it's not going to grow as fast so on that side of things it's not looking good and for me personally I think that's the major takeaway people need to understand that we've still got a lot of uncertainty around Brexit we're not growing as fast as we you know as other countries or as we expected to yeah and we're not as efficient as productive as other countries are the ones we're competing with. Mm. So the future economic outlook isn't looking amazing. So I think these kind of giveaways and things like when you get lower taxes, whatever, they're seen as giveaways. They're giving to the people instead mm. of hitting us in the pocket. Yeah. I think they were kind of done to somewhat, not distract us, that sounds a bit cynical, but definitely appease us yeah. in a very difficult time. I think it'd be hard to sting us with increased taxes and all these things when it's not looking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just double bad news. And right yeah. now, you got to remember, the Conservatives are worried about Corbyn, so they have to keep us happy, especially the middle yeah. classes. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something people should keep their eye on, yeah. the general economic outlook, especially if you're going to get into buying houses or making a big financial commitment or, I don't know, changing job, whatever it may be. Just have a look at, okay, where's the economy going? Mm. Uh, because as much as that's not your personal finance, it's collective finance, it's definitely going to impact it. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's probably the main factor that impacts you. Um, Agreed. If you're living in an economy where things aren't going well, if you start your own business, well, where are your customers going to exactly. come from? Yeah. So it might not seem as important, but it's actually very important. Extremely important. And as you mentioned earlier, um, with these forecasts being downgraded, um, this was based on the best case scenario. It was. Sorry, I missed that point. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the things. Uh, that was based on us having the best case scenario of Brexit. If we don't have that, this could be a lot worse. So forgive us if we sound negative around Brexit, <laughs> but I think we're all very prudent people in this room. And without a plan, without the how, I just can't be optimistic right now. That's just, but that's me, someone else, you know, and if you do know the how or whatever, please email us. Yeah. Jump on our Twitter, our Instagram and give it to us because we don't know it. And many people I speak to don't either. I think it's like with any change. If, if you can't see or you're not told how it's going to go well, how can you accept it or take it on board? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <clears throat> another one, which I think is the most relatable, actually, uh, topic was um, on the personal allowance. So how much money you can earn before you get taxed? Mm-hmm. Tax, um, tax, tax, money, money, money. <laughs> as usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at, at the moment, it's um, 11,500. Yeah. And it's going up to 11850 yeah. That's gone up so much. I think it was at like 6000 something. I remember it like being... 2010 or something. I remember it being 5000 yeah. like many mm. yeah. But that's a conservative thing, right? They, they believe in lower taxes, so I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's a good thing, which effectively means, you know, you're, you're paying a little bit less tax. It's not a lot, but it's just a, it's marginally yeah. less. Yeah, so, so kind of in the tax episode, I mentioned your marginal rate of tax. So they'll give you a certain amount tax-free. They'll tax you at 20% on another slice, 40% on another, and the top slice is 45%. Yeah. And the lower slice has just gone up. Exactly. So essentially, um, so say, I think it went from 11,500 to 11,850. Yeah. So you'll pay 20% less tax on that 350 pounds, basically. Yeah. So you're, you know, you've got another 350 pounds before you start paying 20% tax. Exactly. Um, one point I want to pick out in this, and this is something I've noticed on most budgets. So in this one, the 45% tax band, has also increased. Mm. That generally doesn't happen. But what hasn't happened this year and generally doesn't happen is the 40% brand, band, sorry, which a lot of people, a lot more people fall into now oh, yeah. than back in the day. So yeah. historically, the 40% band was supposed to be for rich the, people. Yeah, yeah. And as the price of everything and wages have gone up, that band hasn't gone up uh, in correlation. So more and more people are being taxed at 40% now than probably like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So great for your people above £150,000. You know, they're paying a little bit less tax. The people that are maybe in the 20 cent band, they're paying a little less tax. 
but that middle is still being squeezed. Yeah. yeah. You know, that middle, there's a lot of us in that. There's a, a lot, lot more people us. in that middle now. And I think often in the media and whatnot, they speak about that middle as being very affluent and rich. But no. they're really not. They're everyday no. people. You'd be surprised how many people are paying 40% tax yeah. now. It's not, you don't have to be on that much to yeah. be in that bank. No, yeah. no. You know? Especially in London. Um, exactly. If you're working in London, you're probably going to be in and around it or mm. definitely in it. Um, so that's something I, uh, you know, and with this stuff, it's all stuff that, that put out in the press to grab our attention. And yeah. these little points often don't get uh, the shine that they should. Yeah. But that's something I would, you know, I wanted to make a point of. If you're in the 40% band, your effective tax rate probably not going to change that no, much. My effective tax rate hasn't changed since 2011. Exactly. And that's because that, that 40% band hasn't, hasn't really moved. Yeah. You know, I've seen in years where they've increased the, the personal allowance. So your tax free amount's gone up. Yeah. Yeah. But the banding in which you pay the 40% band has come down. Yeah. So the, the tax they're going to lose out on increasing the personal allowance, they've offset it by, by taxing so, you more on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't done that time this time round. Now they've left it the same. But as I say, it just I just don't think it's gonna make much of a difference for those people in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So so um just to add with the forty percent tax, um whereas before um Okay, at the point where you would be paying a forty percent tax was forty five K. Now that point rises to forty six thousand three hundred and fifty K. Got you. Mm. That's it. So that's yeah. where you'd be paying forty five percent, which yes. is what's that I should know this. So you got basic rate, which is 20%. I think higher rate is the 40%. And I think it's 45 is called additional. I can't yeah, remember. That'll be in the show notes when you 150K yeah, and above. So if you're earning over 150K, you've got a little bit of tax saving. Yeah. If you're less than 40, uh, less than whatever. Well, anyway, we're, yeah. not, we're not tax consultants. Right? <laughs> I wish I was though. I wish I was. I wish I, I did wish I worked in that industry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, those were like, you know, the, the main, the main too technical? points. No, I didn't think it was. Oh, thank you. You wouldn't. Though. I'm sure other people would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, if you, Okay, the, okay. The, those okay. were the main points okay. we thought or I thought we should kind of cover. Yeah. There's a lot more, like I said. Um, if you just want a roundup of everything, just Google the budget summary. Yeah. There's so many things. The Guardian, BBC, they do. They, all have, yeah. Yeah, they have a good summary. I'd yeah. say, bear in mind, it is a summary. So if you want a more holistic view, you're going to have to uh, go on the .gov uh, website and you can download a copy of the budget. And you can, there'll be a link. Yeah, in the show and there'll notes. be a link in the show notes. And the good thing with it, oh, I've got one more point I want to raise after I say this point. Nowadays, where it's a soft copy, you can literally just search. So if you want to search personal allowance or whatever, you can just search it and it'll take you to the bit. So you don't have to read through all 86 pages. You mm. can just scan. That's what a lot of these new sites do. They just pump in the keywords into this fi- uh, search, in, uh, search field and, and get the information they want. Uh, one big, big topic uh, that uh, I wanted to mention is IR35 which is how contractors, so when I say contractors, people that are set up as limited companies and not being, not perm, um, are taxed. So IR35 essentially looks at um, your status within the company and decides whether or not you should be taxed as a limited company or if you're effectively a permanent person just under the guise of a, of a, of a limited yeah. company. So what's happened is, a lot of companies started using contractors because they had a lot more flexibility. You know, you can get, you have less protections. They can get rid of you a lot quicker. Yeah, they can terminate yeah. your employment, you know, on a week's notice as opposed to a month or having to manage you out through HR. Um, what happened is, especially in the IT industry, a lot of people started becoming contractors. And what you found is all the good people were contractors yeah. and they're generally more expensive because they got their short term in nature. Yeah. Um, the issue being that for you to now want to save money and get permanent people, you can't. Because yeah. none of the good people want to go on permanent wages. Yeah. So it com- costs companies a lot more money. Also, it hits the tax man in the pocket because corporation tax is uh, a lot less than mm. permanent tax or income tax, sorry. And also, when you're a limited company, you've got more flexibility to manage your accounts in, a, in an efficient way to end up paying less tax. So I'm going to say efficient because you're going to avoid and not evade evasion is very bad. Um, <laughs> the ACCA <laughs> makes me have to say that. Now, there was some change last year in the public sector. Well, I don't think it was a law brought into place, but there was some guidance put around basically saying, if you're effectively an employee, you've worked at this company for years upon years, you've had one role, you report to the same person, you're effectively an employee just with the status of a contractor, they now want to start taxing you as a permanent employee. Uh, so many people have had to actually become permanent employees now. Now, there was fear they were going to do that in the private sector. Nothing's been put into this budget around it, mm. but I do think something's coming in the next budget or the one after that. So if you are working as a limited company, you might want to speak to your accountant or get some, some advice 
around your IR35 status because there isn't a change now, but I do think there's one coming because that is one area that they can get more tax revenue from. Changes are coming. And there are so many contractors out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there are a lot of contractors out there. It's very, you know, because of the amount of money you can make, um, it's something that's become very popular. And that was our tax correspondent, Jerome Cole. (laughs) Oh, shut (laughs) up. Am I a crypto correspondent or a tax one? Both. Both. Okay. Don't limit yourself. Yeah, find one that can do both, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... um. Yeah, on to our Q&A session. So if you attended the House of Commons special, you probably left the question. We got a pile of questions. And if you didn't, where was you? I know. But if you didn't you get slipped. to leave us a question, please just send us an email. Yes, we will answer true. it when we can. Thank yeah. you. But we have, we, have a, <laughs> we have a list of questions yeah. which we're going through. Every episode, we go through a couple. So we've noted down a few today, which we're going to go through now. So um, the, the first questions we have was, um, someone said, I quote, I have a basket of debt. How should I tackle them? And what are the questions to ask myself? Mm. From okay. anonymous. I think they're all, yeah, we're going to keep them all anonymous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I made a list of a few points. Yeah, um, okay. Um, I think I, I'll give maybe my opinion on it and then you can hit them with some cold hard facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, it's as simple for me as tackling the ones that are the highest interest. Uh, yeah. Maybe ones where you know you've gone over your limit and you're you know subject for fines or whatever whatever's going to cost you the most yeah maybe uh, i'd tackle those first um maybe look at see if you can restructure them maybe i don't know but that's kind of how i'd approach it yeah. which ones are going to cost me the most interest or fines or impact my credit score even yeah yeah uh, those ones i maybe uh, would attack um i don't know about yourself um i think before doing any of that i'd literally make sure i'm aware of everything so put it down paper spreadsheet whatever just note down everything know the level of that you have the interest against all of them how it's generating interest and then go from there so just it's scary if depending on the level of debt but you i think you need to be aware of it before you can tackle it so have everything on paper first and then tackle it that way that's that's the first thing and then followed by what jerome said yeah and i know francis has got some good tips for yeah us. so what i would have said as you just said the first <laughs> the first step is identify like how much debt do you have in total? Don't look at it as I have fifty pounds on a credit card and I have thousand pounds on this loan, whatever. It's all debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make a list of all of them and find come up come up with a final sum. So say I don't know two thousand and look at it as you owe two thousand. Yeah. That's the debt you owe. Who you owe it to is is almost irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you know. If it's not a lot of debt, like Jerome said, just start paying off the most expensive ones, right? Just start paying. Mm-hmm. If it's quite a lot and it's quite scary and you don't actually want to look at it because mm. people yeah. feel like that. Yeah, yeah. If that's the case, then I would say you should seek help. Yeah. Um, or advice. Because my opinion was based on not having a lot. Yeah. 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 But if it is a lot, there's, there's actually quite a few places you can go. But the one that I found, which was like a government backed agency is called debtadvicesolutions.co.uk. That will be in the show notes. So what you do is, um, before you go there, make sure you have a list of how much you owe and who you owe it to. And then they will sit down with you. Or it can be face-to-face or it can be on the phone or it can be email. Yes. So whatever is comfortable for you. Yeah. What they'll do is they'll write everything down. They'll take all the details. And what they will do, as you said, with the restructuring, they contact the yeah, people you yeah. owe money and get your debt reduced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They said on their website, you can get up to 80% of your debt yeah. reduced. I don't know how that impacts your credit score, though. So I know, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. It oh, doesn't because good. it's although it's like a restructure. For retail people like us, it doesn't matter. It's it's almost even a good thing because it's like you've said to your your the person who lent you the money, yeah. you said, "Look, I can't pay you everything, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to pay you this now." So yeah, you, and that's a good point because that happens in the business world, right? Yeah, yeah. it gets restructured all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and this stops you from getting a CCJ or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that's a big thing because yeah, if that can stop you from getting a CCJ, which you know puts you out of action years. for six years, yeah. if not longer, yeah. So, um, so th- those are the things we reckon. Yeah, definitely hit up on the show. J- notes, j- just to give you some practical liners or whatever. Um, yeah, identify the total sum. Ask yourself how much of that can you repay on a monthly basis and still live a comfortable life? Because don't forget, you, you obviously have to live, you have right? To live. Yeah, is an important you, thing. yeah, um, you can't yeah. be unrealistic. And and the trick is avoid increasing the debt whilst you're paying it down, right? Yeah. Don't pay down fifty pounds every month, but then spend a hundred pounds every month. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know it sounds like common sense, but no, common but sense isn't always that common. Yeah, it is. So um <laughs> <laughs> So that's that. That's that. The the 
yeah, that's that. Yeah. The next question. Next question. Uh, what? And I think I know where this one came from, but I'm not going to put the person's name out there. But thank you for contributing if it was you. Uh, why is Islamic finance advice so hard to find? Islamic finance advice. Yeah. yeah. Or Islamic yeah. finance, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what I just said? That, that is what you just said. Yeah. So. What's your problem? What well, Sam's problem is, is that she keeps on messing up her words and she's trying to look for revenge on someone else. I, I just know. thought you said it really fast and I think it's not a common topic. So if people okay. didn't catch it, I just thought I'd reiterate There's it. It's a saying about straws and clutching. I can't remember right Yeah, now. I can't remember. Yeah. Right we would have finished the answer by now. Okay, fine. Anyway. anyway <laughs> uh, right. The short answer is, right, from my research of what I believe, yeah. is that um, in the past, banks or big financial services firms they just haven't seen the the commercial economic rationale behind yeah, probably. Islamic finance. Mm. Um, just a quick overlap of what that actually is. So Islamic finance is just a way of conducting finance which is compliant with the Sharia law. Mm. Uh, Sharia law says, again, correct me if I'm wrong, this is just based on my research, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's basically a set of moral laws laid out in the Quran and in the writings about Prophet Muhammad. Yeah, and um, the goal of Sharia law is that it basically forbids firms from making money on money, which I think in the West people used to call it usury. Okay, so where in the I don't know eighteen hundred cents or whatever, if you lent someone money and you asked for extortionate amount of interest, it was called usury. Got you. It was a sin. It was forbidden. Blah blah. So it's very similar to what Sharia law has tried to avoid. Back in those days, it'd probably been a tool to enslave people, right? Yeah, Yeah. economically enslave them. Yeah, and um, yeah, so the the idea behind it is that whoever is lending you the money cannot kind of force you into something you don't want. And the whole idea is that wherever risk is taken is is shared between the risk taker and whoever's providing the money. Yeah. So it's basically to make things fair, I would say. Yeah. That's the whole laws around it. Yeah. And in addition, uh, Sharia compliant finance, they also, they only conduct financing in relation to ventures that are ethical. Okay. And yeah. I'm not, do not go against like Islamic principles. Got so you, stuff like you. alcohol, gambling, mm. none of that is allowed. So whatever you're putting money in has to be, you know, it has to be ethical. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting one for yeah. me. Something I'm not aware of. Um, uh, there's an Islamic bank I go used to drive past uh, near Whitechapel. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but you're right. It's just not something that's out there a lot. Yeah, and no. I think like much of the stuff that we have discussed and will discuss. It yeah. could just be a case of nobody's had the idea of put it out to the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Ma- I'm sure it's out there. You know, yeah. there, as I said, there are Islamic banks. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, Lloyd's. Um, Lloyd's. Mm. Lloyd's provides an exactly. Islamic, so yeah. Yeah, Lloyd's has it, and there's another retail bank called BLME, which I'd actually never heard of. Okay, mm. but again, I well. found a list of of banks Good. which offer Sharia compliant yeah. accounts, and um, I will put that list on the show notes. Yeah, there's also a website called uh, Money Advice Service. Which shows you perfect, where perfect. to get Sharia compliant savings accounts, etc. So, all of our uh, Islamic listeners, we will have some resources for you. Yeah, but we if will. we haven't covered anything, let us know yeah. as well. And once yeah. again, if you're yeah. out there and you have the knowledge, yeah. give us a shout. And feel free to correct me. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is it. None of us in this room are, yeah. are, are, are Islamic or Muslim. Yeah. Um, I always so, yeah. don't know the difference between the two words. Oh, but also, um, when I was reading up on this, right, mm. because it said you can't make money or money. You can't charge interest. I thought, well, so how will banks make money, right? Yeah. If that doesn't make sense. Is it, is it through another means? Is there like yeah, some sort of fees maybe? Means. Yeah. So what, what they call it, there's this, for instance, a bank, if you went to a bank to get a mortgage, for instance, mm. they have this scheme, uh, it's called, uh, Mudaraba scheme. And, um, how that works is so let's just say I'm the bank. Someone comes to me and says, I want to buy a house which costs a hundred thousand pounds. Rather than saying, okay, I'm going to give you the hundred, a hundred thousand and charge you interest. We would say, okay, the house costs a hundred, but because I'm going to take a risk and lend you the money, I'm going to charge you 110 for that house. Okay. So that's what they will say. Yeah. And then they will agree on that at the beginning. Yeah. So then over the whatever 30 years, however long your mortgage is, you pay 110 instead and of 100. And that's it. It's set. So and you okay. could argue it's just another way of charging you could, interest. right? And that's where, yeah. Because when you said it, it sounded like, okay. Yeah. Is so it, it's a bit grey, right? Is it interest in this yeah. different form? But, and but then wait. Sorry. But, but then wait. This is where it goes a bit deeper. Okay, go on. With a traditional mortgage, if your house drops in value, you could owe the bank money, right? Yeah, of course. With the Islamic finance, that will not happen. Oh, really? Mm. If the house drops, you don't owe them um, any money. So it because just secures you, you regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Exactly. So the benefits on both sides. You both have the to give upside your things, right? and yeah. the downside. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Whereas, if it, yeah. Whereas if it was just a traditional bank, 
if your house drops in value, you you best you will you will owe the bank money, and yeah, they will come for the house. <laughs> yeah, of course, mm. yeah, of course. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. that's good to know. So, so it's so almost like just finance is based on just a based on a moral. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like it. That is good. Yeah. You know, funny enough, when I was uh, so after I finished ACCA, they, I did a couple of just summer courses or whatever, and I could have done one on Islamic finances, but where I didn't really know anyone that wanted that information and it mm. didn't directly apply to me, I didn't look into it. But well, it might be something I, you know, I think cost my over. Uh, funny enough, I actually think in the coming years, Islamic finance will grow bigger and bigger in yeah. the West. Yeah. Simply because... Look at the power of Dubai. Well, firms, they want to be ethical these days. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Everyone's asking about ESG, environmentally and socially impactful investing, yeah. etc. Mm. This yeah. is true. Everyone wants to be ethical. They yeah. want to reduce yeah. their carbon footprint. They don't point. have any exposure to... Firms that make bombs or sell tobacco. And there's so many people that invest in things and they don't know yeah. where their money's invested. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and effectively, yeah, Sharia compliant investments, this, they're basically ESG investments. Mm. They're avoiding all of that stuff that the Western firms are catching up to now. Mm. Yeah. So I can, I can actually see Islamic finance becoming bigger and bigger on an institutional scale. You know? I'm smiling because mm. I have another idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that is that. That was a really um, good question. Thank you for that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. I think it was so good. We might even um, do a whole episode of that. I'd I'd be very, very willing to do that. Definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Okay, the next question we had was, how do you build up a good credit score? Is it a must for you to have a credit credit card? A credit what? Do you know what, right? Credit card? F-U, F-U, F-U. Because earlier you said something (laughs) and I kept it in mind, but I thought, no, 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 let me not So if anybody's got any public speaking courses that we could suggest to our... um, We could do with one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about we... <laughs> Maybe she. No, no, no. When I say we, I speak for the team. Okay. okay. No, no, don't try that now. It's too late. No don't, team, try, okay? don't try that now. No pronunciation. In Credit <laughs> card. Um, listen, okay, don't even right. let me. Okay, cool. So, yeah, do you, I, I don't, I don't think you need. It's not a must that you have a credit card. However, it makes sense. Yeah. Get it? Makes sense. Because it's, get that be- <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's <episode 11. laughs> because it's the best way for you to build your credit and for people to see how you can deal with your credit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I, I used to work in a building society, I've said it before. Uh, it's not a must, but I think it helps. Um, it's probably one of the easier uh, debts to get, especially if you've had no credit history. So you sometimes get into a cycle of you've had no credit history and young people coming out of university or maybe in their first job might find this. Yeah. they've never had anything on credit yeah. so it's hard to go out and get a loan for 50 yeah. grand because no one has an idea how you handle credit especially the algorithms that are going to be monitoring it now it's not a man in a bank or woman in a bank sorry um so mm-hmm. i think it's feminist stand up whatever Attack him. whatever feminist please i have no problem <laughs> with you i actually don't that's another conversation that's for another whole, podcast yeah, yeah, i do want to speak yeah, to some yeah, feminists. Sam, the question could have been answered by now exactly Ooh, well done okay, anyway okay, sorry. See what we're doing here. See what um, so yeah it's one of the easier uh bits of credit to get uh you can start out with a very small limit just mm. to get you used to credit and what it is and how to use it but as we discussed in previous episode if you're using it to build credit uh, make sure you don't go over your balance make sure you don't have late payments and try and pay it all off in the month yeah, yeah. and also i've been hearing since the last episode we when we spoke about it the 30 percent thing so not using more than 30 percent of yeah. the credit available to you in order to get a good credit yeah rating. they walk yeah yeah exactly. supposedly that is a way also of- as well if they increase your limit you can say no so oh yeah you, yeah, you know you'll get a letter in the post saying we're yeah. increasing limit you but, can but, write them saying but no I see I, I think if if they did increase your limit if you have the discipline to stay within Agreed. that 30 percent don't bother to to uh, ask them to reduce it because Agreed. it's just an emergency fund, right? Exactly. In I agree with that. It. But I don't know if everybody has the discipline and the, the fact that we're in a credit issue or a debt issue in this yeah. country might lead, that's what's leading my thinking, that a lot of people are getting a letter saying we've increased your limit. Yeah. Oh, I can spend more. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. If Fine, you have the right. discipline, yes. so get the discipline first. If you don't have the discipline, be you honest with yourself. Yeah, be real with yourself. You have said discipline. So like with me, when they increase my limit, Fine, I'll let them increase it because I'm not going to use it anyway. And it helps with that percentage. So I'm always going to be lo- below my 30% because the amount that I spend on my credit card is relatively minimal and, and doesn't really go above a certain limit. I don't yeah. let it. Um, and that's probably a good thing. So having a, your credit card limit and your own personal limit on it. Yes, yes. So knowing that, okay, if my credit card goes above this, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And that might be a grand or two below your actual limit. 
I think that would be a good way of managing it yeah. as well. Don't spend up to what the bank has said you can. Set yourself a limit within your own credit. And be strict with it. Be, try and be And all of this yeah. is going to take for you to be strict with yourself. Be, being disciplined. You can't depend on somebody to do it for you. That's one thing I think where a lot of people have gone wrong. Expecting banks to help them out more. Yeah. Yeah, they're not here to help you. They're not. They're, not, they're here to make money. Yeah. And some of us will have in shares or investments in those banks so really and truly we want them to make money yeah you know if you think about to it somebody's invested extent. in these banks <laughs> well you look at was it lloyd's and rbs we own them as taxpayers when we got rid of lloyd's didn't we i think we've disinvested yeah. in so lloyd's yeah, yeah. but i think we still have shares when i say we i mean the uk government still have shares in rbs and rbs yes, yeah which have so saved, essentially you want rbs to be making money because as taxpayers we own it um so yeah just know that they're in, the, in it to make money and just mitigate yourself against that, really. Does anyone know any other ways apart from a credit card? So, so making sure you're on the electoral roll yep. is important. Yep. Um, making sure, I say looking at your credit score, making sure there's no fraud or yep. any issues on it. Yeah. Um, how else? What, what, what about a, a small loan if you needed one? Yeah, that would work much the same. Yeah. Any, put it this way, any credit, sorry, you can say? Yeah, I was going to say, just think of it as firms need to be able to see how you are with repaying what you yeah. owe. So whatever 100%. you can do that can show them that. Or even a store card. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a credit. Yeah. yeah. Store card. Yeah. I, I think the, the major takeaway is take out credit, but manage it well. That's if you yeah. want to build your credit that's, score. That's yeah. essentially well, what you Follow need to the principle, not the yeah. rules. Yeah, exactly. You, you're just going to have to manage it well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, something like that. Getting on the electoral roll is good. Ooh, don't know if there's anything else. Cool. Um, so the, the final question we got was, um, again, I quote, <laughs> How has the history of black people affected how we view finances? Hey, loaded. <laughs> that, is, that is such a big question. Um, I personally, I can't answer that question yeah, in like three or four minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this is a discussion rather a than discussion. a question. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And we Definitely. can all give our opinion on it. Uh, but I think as we discussed at House of Commons, many of this would be opinion because there's not a lot of data around to back up anything more substantial or objective. Yeah. So that yeah. would be, you know, a discussion. Yeah. So maybe at our next event, we discuss mm-hmm. that more. Yeah. And, and, and also I wanted to add, you know, when we say black people, again, that's such a huge crowd, right? Exactly. That's, that's such a large group of people and they will all have different, there'll be groups within the groups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a certain exactly. group will have a, s- a specific history which mm-hmm. has impacted them in this way compared to the other. So, yeah. yeah. I think probably that question's come from the kind of the public image of how black people are with money looking at movies the media yeah. and whatnot the, the yeah. false image yeah. and that's the thing yeah. and that's something that we are kind of starting to unravel and find out for ourselves it's not necessarily true for everybody you know and that's one thing a lot of people have to step away from yeah just because you see it in you know in, in, in music videos movies adverts whatever it may not be true for everyone so maybe we should stop beating ourselves up as much yeah. as we have done I think there's definitely a lack of understanding because when we did the show from the House of Commons, that was a big topic that almost mm. took over a lot of what yeah. we wanted to talk about. So and maybe it is, we need to discuss it. Yeah, it's a it's a very very big topic. I don't yeah. think we can touch on it. And you know what? I don't even think just black people uh, would benefit from discussing that topic. Everybody, because there are going to be some people, and you know, as much as yes, we discuss certain issues that are relevant to black people, we're all black in this uh, podcast, yeah. but it's not just for us it's no, for the benefit uh, of everybody um, everybody every, everyone exactly. or every group of people face financial issues <laughs> every, yeah you know everyone. so yeah. happens many of our experiences will be uh, common to other people of yeah. our same yes. demographic but yes. it's not only aimed at them yeah no. um so if you were somewhat on the outside in and you wanted to understand maybe or you have a view as to how black people use money maybe we discuss that topic and you can, some of your preconceptions could be debunked or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just don't think, as you say, and now that's been a position that's changed for me because I ended in this probably with that same belief as that question. And it's definitely softened a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think that's something we can discuss, but it's not going to be for this podcast. It, yeah, it's not, not, it's not, not going to be brief. It'll be, it will be an episode. We've probably gone longer than we expected. To <laughs> yeah. Just, just summarise it, right? Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. I think that's it for the week. Yeah, yeah, so to answer that, come to the next live show. And we'll <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so how do you yeah. feel being back? Yeah, I felt like I never left. Yeah, <laughs> back in your chair. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't by the way, it. I hope no one sat here. While no, I one's saying it. Uh-uh. no one's saying it. <laughs> I'm sitting there next week. Territorial. <laughs> no, but I just don't want to sit at a computer chair when there's a big two-seater. So. Well, I prefer sitting at a computer chair. Yeah, I'm more relaxed than you. That's oh, why. Okay, then. anyway, Kalisha, we've missed you today. Oh, yeah. But I didn't miss sh- you, Kalisha. Shout out to Kalisha. Um, <laughs> I've missed Kalisha. Yes, I hope you enjoyed your holiday and we'll definitely see you next week. Next week, yes. Um, and yeah, once again, um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter 
think Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on. Hey. I don't want to make a thing of it. Anyway, this was quite appalling today. So <laughs> I was argue like a married couple. Yeah, oh, you kind of are. Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Think underscore King underscore J. Um, you can find me on Instagram, S-A-M-M-A underscore X-X. You can find me on Twitter. Wow. What is my so, Twitter? Wow. Anyway, wow. Um, <laughs> find you on where? Yeah, I'm on Twitter also. Uh, bra <laughs> and you know yours, right? Yeah, I do know mine. Bra underscore living. Perfect. Um, that's Perfect. it. Yeah. Okay, I mean, why would you not know your Twitter? Oh, You're on it every day, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, and you can find us, uh, Kalisha. Uh, she is, does anyone remember that? Because I miss... Miss KVNG. Perfect. And, and back to me, you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> ms underscore s-a-m-m-i underscore x-x. Do you know why? It's because it's so long-winded. That's why. And who set it up for you? You, right? Anyway. I set it up a long time ago when I was a young um, And you can find us on Insta- collectively on Instagram and Twitter, Making Sense PC. So the Instagram Twitter? has changed. No, I've changed the Instagram as well. Oh, this is Making Sense PC. Yeah. I mean, why did you sense. do that for before? Right? You, okay, so when I set it up, I set it up <laughs> in the same format as my personal one. And then I went on it the other day. I said, oh, why is oh. this not the same as Twitter? So yeah, on both Instagram and Twitter, we are making sense PC. Making it easier for the masses. That makes sense. so much sense, right? <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, yes. Sorry. Uh, SoundCloud, making sense podcast. Yes. As usual. iTunes, iTunes same, same thing. Stitcher as well. Stitcher. Then the other one. Um, I've seen one. No? I saw another one in the inbox. Oh, no. Uh, I've started the process. I haven't completed that okay, yet, but cool. I'll be done soon. So, yeah, soon, soon come, guys. Spotify do podcasts as well. But yeah, I don't know but how they won't let us on. Are you already inquired? Yeah, already inquired, yeah. What, what's the... They, no, they, um, it has to be a well-established, and it okay. has to be someone famous. Uh, Otherwise, they don't let you on. Okay. Fair enough. I think that will change. In due time, when we become so. famous. Yeah. I just think, in general, they're going to have to, because yeah. the way podcasting is going. Yeah. yeah, they're a bit snobbish, but that's mm. cool. If iTunes is accepting them, I think they really should be. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. That's cool. But um, so. as always, please give us your questions and your, and your feedback. feedback and ideas, um, topics that you want us to cover, as we've demonstrated. Oh God, <clears throat> as we've demonstrated today, because we're talking about finance, it's ever changing. So we could have a plan for what we're going to cover. But if something major happens, like the budget, then we change it. So um, any ideas of what you want us to cover? Just please let us know, yeah. and we definitely will be. Um, send us emails to Francis. I'll let you do it because you haven't done it for two weeks. No, you can email us at. Makingsensepodcast.com.co.uk or the dot com. Wow. wow. You normally give me grief again. I don't remember. Um, yeah, shout out to all our SoundCloud listeners. I do see you guys daily. We have 145 now. Um, thank you for all your retweets and your likes and everything like that. Um, I was going to shout the names of the top listeners this week, but I don't know if we want to be putting people's names out there. But whoever you are, thank you. Thank you. Um, we've got listeners in Vietnam. 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 Yeah, Vietnam. just... How widespread it's been, everyone, no matter where you are. If you are in one of these countries that aren't in the UK, please message us. Yeah, yeah. just let us know who yeah, you are. Yeah, let us know who you are, why, what how you started. Yeah, I mean, why you continue to listen to us. Um, but yeah, thank you for, yeah. for all the feedback and love. And uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, see you next week. Take right. care. Peace, love and happiness. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>